We were never like family meeting kind of family. I can't even imagine being that kind of family. <laughs> I know. It, it just seems so awkward and weird. My family's never been the best at communicating, but we've always been health-oriented. My mom always cooked us healthy dinners. She was a personal chef when I was a kid, and she'd cook us elaborate meals and let me make experiments in the kitchen where I'd try to make baked goods without a recipe. But she was usually on some kind of diet. My dad has always been big on exercise. When we were little, my sister Maya and I would sit on my dad's back as he did push-ups every day. He was always working towards a personal goal, be it a mile time or a bench press weight, or being able to dunk a basketball. But his workout routines often got too extreme and resulted in injuries. For my sister and I, cooking and exercise have come to hold a different meaning in our lives. We've both struggled with eating disorders. Hers started in college. During freshman year, I had been going to the gym basically at like 6 a.m. every day. And it was ridiculous because I took no days off. There was one morning when I had left my headphones in my ex-boyfriend's dorm. And he was, you know, dead asleep at six in the morning. And I really needed the headphones for the workout because I was going to do an extremely difficult workout. I banged on that door and like yelled. I like banged as hard as I could and made as much sound as I could. And he didn't wake up. And it was just so like everything was crumbling down. Like I couldn't get through and get what I needed. I couldn't make my body look the distorted way I wanted it to. My sister's 23 now, and I'm 20. Her eating disorder started when she was 18, and mine when I was only 10. It's always been hard for me to understand how my eating disorder started so early, but it's not so unusual. A 1997 study found that 81% of 10-year-old girls were afraid of being fat, and only a decade later, I was one of them. After a stomach bug made me lose a few pounds in a matter of days, I realized I could mimic the symptoms. So I started restricting. My mom made us whole wheat toaster waffles for breakfast every day, and she'd give us three each, cut up into 16 pieces. I'd cut the already bite-sized pieces even smaller and eat slowly. I'd obsessively count how many pieces were left and make sure to leave at least 21 on the plate. I was so focused on restricting that when my mom gave me only two waffles one day, I didn't even notice. I still left 21 pieces on the plate. It wasn't long before I started purging, and for me, that meant making myself throw up. When did you first become aware of my eating disorder? You were spending a lot of time in the bathroom, and I think I might have heard you throwing up or suspected it in some way. We knew that you didn't have to go to the doctor to find out that there was a problem. My parents started sending me to therapy, and I hated it. Looking back now, I can't tell if I didn't like my therapist or if I was just angry that I'd been caught. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. But after a few months, I stopped, and I got better. But just a few years later, it started again. 
this time I'd try to restrict, which would inevitably lead to a binge. And then I started purging again. Around this time, at 14, I watched the black comedy Heathers for the first time. Grow up, Heather. Bulimia's so 87. You know, maybe you should see a doctor. Yeah, maybe. I'd seen eating disorders in media before, but never so brutally depicted. I remember being shocked, like the movie was calling me out. I knew I needed to stop, but I didn't want to. And unlike Heather, no one around me knew this time. I'd gotten better at hiding it. I went about a year without my parents realizing I was bulimic again. I was so ashamed of my body that after I slipped and fell in class one day, I had a mental breakdown and ended up in the school counselor's office. I asked him to call in my parents, and he told them what was going on. It took a while to get better after that, and even when I did, relapse seemed to be waiting around every corner. And then, my sister's eating disorder started. My mom took it particularly hard. I remember you asking me if it was your fault. Yeah, there, as a parent, when something happens with your kids like that, if, there, if it happens with one kid, it's a, it could be a fluke. It could be anything. It could be, but when it happens with both of your daughters, then you really have to rethink and think, you know, what, uh, what message have I been sending all their lives? My mom is a great mother. She always treated my sister and I with kindness and taught us to love ourselves and food. But I don't think she extends this grace to herself. And as a kid, I picked up on that. I've been thinking about how to respond to her, to both my parents. I inherited my mom's love of food and my dad's love of competition and exercise. It's how we bonded. But I also inherited the things my parents didn't intend to pass on, their anxiety and the way they treat themselves. A lot of my history with eating disorders was caused by my anxiety. And I don't think it's fair to blame my parents. Sometimes I get angry with myself, knowing what I must have put them through. But I can't blame myself either. My sister and I are both doing well these days. We're both in recovery. And it might not be permanent, and there are still bad days. But right now, we're good. A special thanks to my mom, dad, and sister, all of whom I love very much, for letting me make this story. For WNSR, I'm Marley Collins.